0: Hi there. It's Allison. I'm out this week, but the Can He Do That team wanted to make sure that you didn't miss the Washington Post coverage of breaking politics news. So here's a segment from the Post's daily news show, Post Reports. Post Reports publishes every weekday afternoon. So if you like what you hear, subscribe at postreports.com. Here's the news.
1: Eugene Carroll is a journalist and author who last year went public with accusations that Donald Trump had raped her more than two decades prior in a department store.
0: I got a knee up high enough to push him out and off. Right. I'm going to guess it was,
1: you know, it was a very short amount of time mm-hmm. that he had penetrated. It was generally against my will, definitely. Donald Trump would later deny those allegations. I have no idea who this woman is. This is a woman who's also accused other men of things, as you know. Uh, it is a totally false accusation. Eugene Carroll filed a defamation lawsuit against him, essentially alleging that his denial was false, and he was defaming her, and thus he owed her damages. I'm Matt Zapatosky, I cover the Justice Department for The Post. This kind of exploded into the news last night because as the case seemed to be on course for discovery and just proceedings in New York State Court, the Justice Department intervened moving the case to federal court and asking a federal judge to substitute the U.S. government as the defendant in the case instead of President Trump personally.
0: So I think in order to understand why this is significant, it's worth like thinking out how this would play out if this weren't the president. Like if Donald Trump were just regular Donald Trump and being sued by someone for defamation, how would this case play out in normal circumstances?
1: Well, I think that's a complicated question. If Donald Trump were not the president and he were just a businessman with no affiliation with the government, then this case would just proceed through state court. You know, the Justice Department certainly wouldn't get involved in a defamation lawsuit involving a private citizen. If Donald Trump were not the president, but he worked for the government, you might see an action like this. You know, the Justice Department does pretty routinely intervene in state lawsuits when they involve government employees to kind of take over them.
0: But the fact that this is now going to be playing out in federal court rather than state court, why are some people concerned about that?
1: Well, they're concerned for a couple reasons. One, the reason that the Justice Department is is asking to move this to federal court and is asking to make the U.S., the government, the defendant, rather than President Trump, is they're saying he was acting in the scope of his job when he made these comments saying— What Gene Carroll describes did not happen. So people are sort of outraged. Like, how is that on-the-job conduct? Why should Justice Department lawyers be getting involved? What at the end of the day is a dispute between two people about what happened two decades ago? Like, how does that implicate on the job? conduct. The Justice Department argues, well, court precedent says it does. Basically, if you're a federal employee, almost anything you say or do while on the job can count as on-the-job conduct. So we have to intervene here. The attorney general actually just spoke at a press conference and said, look. The case law is very clear. uh, Because we are a representative democracy, officials who are elected and answer press questions while they're in office, even if those questions relate to their personal activity uh, and could bear upon their personal fitness is in fact in the course of federal employment and can be uh, therefore certified uh, under the Westfall Act. And we have a specific case where someone was accused of defaming somebody, a congressman, and courts determined that counts as on-the-job conduct, even though it had to do with something going on in that congressman's personal life.
0: But then, presumably, if the president is now going to be defended by the Department of Justice rather than by his own personal lawyers, taxpayers are the ones who are now paying for his defense, correct?
1: Sort of. So. You know, this has really been framed as like the Justice Department is defending Trump, and they are certainly making a move that is defending Trump, right? Like, no matter what a court ultimately decides, this is going to slow down this woman's lawsuit. You know, this case was on pace to proceed, like, towards discovery and potentially a deposition with Trump. And now the Justice Department has intervened. Taxpayer-paid lawyers have intervened to get involved and slow this down. But they're not so much saying, we just want this case to proceed and we're going to stand in for Trump. They're saying we want to get Trump out of this case altogether. Certainly, taxpayers would theoretically be on the hook if the court grants uh, the request to replace Trump with the government in the sort of defense chair in this case. But really, I think if they do that, it is legal analysts would say it's likely step one to the case getting thrown out altogether.
0: So, if this lawsuit was filed last year, why is it that now the Department of Justice is stepping in and trying to change the venue and change the representation?
1: That's a great question. And I think legal analysts we talk to say that's kind of the most suspicious part of this. Typically, when the Justice Department intervenes in cases where um, federal employees get sued in state courts, they do like right away when the issue is brought to their attention. And this case has been going on um, for nearly a year now. So what happened last month is that a court a state court kind of greenlit this to go forward. And Eugene Carroll's side was pressing for a DNA sample from Trump to compare to some clothing that Eugene Carroll says she was wearing during this encounter two decades ago. They were also pressing to depose Trump, to interview him under oath. Um, that all seemed to be on course, and then the Justice Department stepped in. Her side says, of course, look, this is just a bid for delay, and, you know, no matter what a court ultimately decides, you are going to delay this lawsuit, the Justice Department's position seems to be, look, we just got a memo from the White House and acted on that, and that's how this normally works. But the timing, legal analysts tell us, is is quite suspicious because the lawsuit has been going on and it has been so publicized and contested for so long.
0: Well, it's interesting because even though this is a defamation lawsuit and basically the central question is whether or not the president was wrong in in calling her a liar, that to get to that question, you sort of have to investigate these original allegations. And in some ways, it seems like either intentionally or unintentionally, this is a way to kind of to, to vet those original allegations in a very public way.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So you'll, you know, her side is pressing to depose him. So he'll be, if this were to be, have been able to proceed, then he would have potentially been forced to answer questions about this. You would have the DNA comparison that I mentioned and theoretically his side could depose her too. So even though this is really about whether the president defamed her to get at that question, you kind of have to investigate the substance of what happened two decades ago, which is difficult, but they were going to try to do that.
0: So what is going to happen next in this case?
1: So I think what will happen next is a federal court will either decide, yes, you can substitute in the U.S. government or no, you can't. In that instance, maybe it goes back to state court. I'm not exactly sure what would happen after that. It could ultimately kill um, Gene Carroll's lawsuit. But even if it doesn't, it's going to slow it down, which is, you know, sort of a win for Donald Trump. This Justice Department has taken a sort of remarkably broad view of the president's powers and they have sought to intervene in a lot of cases where the president is under scrutiny. I think one of the most notable examples is this series of—President Trump has filed a series of personal lawsuits trying to prevent people from getting access to his personal um, financial information, and the Justice Department has intervened on his side in some of those cases— This Justice Department seems to hold this view of a very strong executive who shouldn't be bothered by congressional investigations and state investigations and private lawsuits. And they have shown a willingness to throw their muscle behind that view.
0: Matt Sapotosky covers the Justice Department for The Post. Thanks for listening to the story from Post Reports, the daily news podcast at The Washington Post. I'm the host, Martine Powers, and we come out every weekday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern. You can learn more about the show and subscribe at postreports.com. Or search for Post Reports wherever you listen to podcasts. Allison will be back with you next week.